0: This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of In Focus. I'm Lonnie Johnson, and today I'm very fortunate to be joined by the East Texas Food Bank CEO, Dennis Cullinane. That's right. I got it right. Welcome. Good morning, Lonnie. How are you? I'm very good. How are you this morning? Great. Thank you. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the oh the, the meat of the discussion, and just kind of tell people uh, about the food bank, um, when it started, who it serves, etc. Sure, Lonnie, the, the East Texas Food Bank started
1: has uh, its roots back in 1988, and it was started by a, a group of um, concerned citizens. Uh, a uh, committee that, that was put together uh, that saw a lot of individual pantries and organizations here in uh, in the in Smith County area and really broader uh, struggling, you know, to uh, feed people that were in need. And they're all doing a good job. But uh, the um, the problem was, was that they're all doing their own thing with fundraising and foods and food drives and things like that. And at the time, it was nation's second harvest uh, was. The big food bank network in the country, and um, this uh, this this group of, org- of uh, local citizens wanted to bring a regional food bank to East Texas. Uh, there was a food bank in Dallas, the North Texas Food Bank, at the time that uh, had really covered this area for Second Harvest at the at the
0: time, but uh, really it was it was too far out for them to be very effective. Excuse me, so Second Harvest were uh, in logistics. I guess. Um, it,
1: yeah, it was a nationwide organization. Okay. It was an affiliation organization of food banks, so they they really set the standards as far as distribution and and processes. And they they did some national fundraising, and you know, okay. uh, but it, it was a great or, that that organization today is known as Feeding America. Okay. So uh, you know, it it evolved, and so this um, steering committee uh, put together an effort and approached the um, North Texas Food Bank to. Uh, to, to develop a satellite here in Tyler, and uh, that was launched in 1988. And we were started as a uh, affiliate of the North Texas Food Bank out of Dallas, but we only stayed that way for like a year or two, which is very you know a very short period of time for us to get our own wings and, and fly. So we became a full fledged partner or a uh, affiliate uh, probably around 1989, uh, yeah, heading to 1990, and uh, we had a. a a facility up on Robertson Road. Uh, it's the um, Andrews building now, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we quickly outgrew that and then acquired the current property that we're on now at 3201 Robertson
0: Road, which is a beautiful uh, property. I've just driven by. I haven't uh, toured it, but it, it it's very large, uh, the, the, the growth since yeah. 1990. So it's been, uh, I, I just rounded up to 1990. I apologize. Sure. I'm a rounder. But so that's, you know, at least 35- almost 35 years. Yes, this is our 35th
1: anniversary. So we've been um, you know at it for 35 years um, when we moved into 3201 um, it wasn't you know we've we've outgrown it and they in 2005 they, they built a large freezer, a 15,000 square foot freezer that's oh my about five goodness. stories tall. And uh, th- at that time it was the largest
0: freezer in East Texas. 5 Wait, wait a minute. So, uh, you know what? I I mentioned I'm a car guy, so building things (laughs) interests me. A five-story freezer. Yes. That that holds 15,000, do you say 5,000 square feet? It's
1: 15,000 square feet, and it's five stories tall. And it was a freezer, but we've partitioned it to be half freezer, half refrigerated. So we expanded. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give me some, I, so the, the the quick answer is 15,000 square feet. Yeah, okay, I get that. So five. that's the area it takes up on the
1: bottom. Right. And then cubic, you know, it goes up five, five stories.
0: It, so we would measure... Uh, the food that we keep in such a uh, freezer refrigerator in tonnage um, in a warehouse, it's pallet positions. So
1: we have racks inside and, you know, it's like a Sam's club, right? Or a it's, it's exactly Costco. Like it. It's a okay. warehouse.
0: Okay. It's a warehouse and it's a frozen freezer. warehouse.
1: That's yes. great. Yeah. You'll see, you know, those, uh, Brookshire's has a big one. Uh, Cisco has a large one there. Any of the uh, food distributors have those have freezers like that. But at the time this was the largest until Cisco. Go, uh, Longview built and I think that became the
0: largest freezer in East Texas. That is truly my I, I'll, I'll go just to see that. Yeah. I mean so you have forklifts driving around in the freezer. Oh yeah and, and mm-hmm. if you're a car guy you have to uh,
1: you know they, they have uh, special hydraulic fluids because they'll freeze up if they don't
0: uh, No kidding in the yeah. forklift. Okay don't right. let me geek out. I don't I don't <laughs> want to geek out on that let's, let, let's watch the or let's uh, yeah. so keep, we, keep me focused. So here. we expanded that, that in 2005
1: mm-hmm. and when I came on board In 2010, I think we were at about 68,000, 70,000 square feet total. And then in 2017, we added on the... um Nutrition Education and Volunteer Center, which is another 15,000 square feet. And currently we're uh, expanding uh, another 20,000 square feet, uh, 9,000 square foot refrigerated produce processing facility in the rear of our building. And then in the front, we're building a uh, resource center for for, uh, our patrons to come in. It'll have a pantry and wraparound services. We've got a a partnership with UT Health. that will have a a, a clinic room there. Uh, So it's going to be, you know, a a very important addition to the service in our community.
0: So percentage of staff to volunteers. Oh, my gosh. What does that look like? Uh, How many volunteers would uh, East <clears throat> Texas Food Bank have at any uh, given time? I, I believe we're
1: we're we have about ten thousand volunteers uh, over the year, and uh, you're
0: killing me with these numbers. Staff, I had no idea. Yeah,
1: we're up to seventy two staff members. Okay, uh, but really the power of our of our distribution is through volunteers, and not only through our volunteers, but uh, through those um, agencies that uh, the the pantries and the food programs that are out in our twenty six county service service area, and they're all volunteer driven. One of the things that, Lonnie, I always say to people that every meal that is served through the East Texas Food Bank is touched by a volunteer at some point. Even if it's not, even if it's touched all by paid employees here at our distribution center, which is
0: rare, um, it goes
1: out to a pantry or an organization that is volunteer run as
0: well. Let me ask you, uh, I I know that that you cover 26 counties Mm -hmm. in East Texas, and it's basically almost line straight up from Smith County and almost straight diagonally from Smith so County, right? That, that, that chunk. So we're right in
1: the middle. Uh, okay. So oh. our, our service territory is basically in Texarkana in the Northeast, and we go over uh, to the west to Canton in that area, okay. uh, you know, the Red River. Uh, we're bordered by Oklahoma up top with Clarksville, and then down south uh, to Lufkin,
0: Oh, wow. Basically, for those who are interested, that's our KTBB 97.5 FM coverage map. Mm -hmm. Um, So of the 26 counties, uh, which ones are more in need of your services? Are they all equal? Are some counties more poor or poorer than uh, the other counties? Well, it's all relative, Lonnie. Um, You know, we are this our Food bank is a, re-
1: a rural food bank. Um, you know, we, we live in a city here—not uh, a, a lot, one of the larger cities in Texas, but in Tyler.
0: It's moved from a big small town to a little city That's right. in the past five years. Right. It really changed. But really, the uh, the the fabric of
1: the 26 counties is rural. Uh, so we have some major—we call them major cities here in East Texas: Tyler, Lufkin, Texarkana, Longview. Uh, you know, those are our our mm-hmm. big points. Um, you know, all, all at or under a hundred thousand people. Um, so, what's what's out in between? It's all uh, folks that are living out in the country, and uh, you know, those are that's a different service challenge than what you would have in, in Dallas or in, in Harris County, in Houston, where you have a, a, a density of people that are in need, um, you know, you can, it's just a different way to serve. We have to get it in our trucks and get out and find uh, those pockets of, of poverty. And it's not hard to find them, but you really have to, you know, we, can't, we don't do it only on the county level. We, we actually... Um, Look at census tract uh, data and uh, income data by census tracts, so zip codes, and
0: so then you send a, a representative of your company. Out to these areas to knock on doors to see who needs help? Or? No, you can do all that with, with this little gadget here, this phone. <laughs> you can, you can For those of you, it is radio, so David held up a cell phone. Dennis, yeah. Let me, yeah.
1: yeah, it's a, you can do it all on a computer or on a cell phone. You know, All that information is available either through US. So you, you do USDA. demographic
0: research to mm-hmm. find out where the needs are. Right. Based on those needs, you reach out to people and ask them, hey, you doing Okay. You need anything? That, that kind of, is that how it works? No, not, well, we'll reach out to
1: organizations and communities through community leaders because okay. they know their needs generally. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll do an assessment, you know, with the numbers, you know, with census uh, data numbers. And so our 26 counties are assigned to us through Feeding America. We're, we have exclusive fundraising and food raising rights in those counties. But that's one thing. The other thing is, is that they hold us responsible for serving the people in need in those counties. And Feeding America does their own research called Map the Meal Gap that uh, has statistics by county of how many people are food insecure in these counties. And our food bank's uh, compliance to Feeding America standards is measured against how many meals we provide in each county per person that's in need. So it's, it's all very Scientific, I guess you'd say, or uh, data-driven. And uh, we, we take it a step further. We're not so concerned about compliance as, as much as we are about uh, filling that, that meal gap, which we try to uh, really meet all the needs in the community. And uh, through our strategic plan, we've determined that um, you know, the the overall needs for um food here in East Texas that uh, that people are missing with their with their income gap is about thirty eight thousand thirty eight million meals, excuse me. And you know, we're not the only provider of charity meals um so we, we always, we're, we assume that 4 million meals are going to be provided by agencies themselves, their own fundraisers, other unaffiliated pantries. Mm-hmm. And then w- our goal is to provide the other 32 million uh, to fill that gap. And, uh, you know, we're getting really close. Next next year, uh, we should be able to fill, say that we are serving those 32 million meals. Uh, per year? Per year, yes. Uh, when I started, we, yeah, in 2010, when, and this is how far we've come, uh, we were serving 13 million meals, and uh, we've over doubled that to about uh, 20, I think we served 27 million last year, and we're on pace for 30 million this year.
0: Just the logistics of that are insane. The well, numbers are incredible. Right. I, I have one, <coughs> I have an inquisitive mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, you said food raising rights. You mm-hmm. use that term. You guys raise food, also. Well, there's food drives, food and drives, food okay. drives. So raising and food. sourcing you. food through growers, through manufacturers. Could you kind of tell me how, how that works? So, like, you would have a uh, a farmer, mm-hmm. I guess, who might. Uh, uh, have a crop and uh, some of the crop is better than the other crop I guess but mm-hmm. still very edible and very nutritious And well, uh, produce, fresh produce is, uh, is interesting
1: it works in a couple ways uh, you, we have growers all over east Texas but we're not particularly an agricultural uh, heavy agricultural section but we do purchase uh, and we have to purchase um, produce from growers uh, it's not at the retail rate but it's at a rate that we call pick and pack out fee meaning that Uh, If you plant and, you know, every grower has has product that doesn't meet standards, you know, it's the ugly fruits and vegetables, I would say.
0: By the way, ugly food
1: is just as nutritious as pretty food. Totally wholesome. Right. Um, So we acquire that. But it's at a cost. I mean, they have to harvest it and they have to box it. So uh, we pay, you know, probably 15 to 20 cents a pound for for food that comes through that. venue, and then, you know, the big growing areas like in the valley and, and a lot of imported produce from Mexico is uh, really coming into our food banks also. But we work with a um, a a cooperative. It's called the uh, Collaborative for Fresh Produce, which I was the board chair for for two years, uh, ended last year. And we'd formed that uh, in 2015. And what it is, it's a a collaborative of all the food banks in Texas to aggregate the needs that we have for fresh produce produce and to uh, you know, use that as one effort to try and make sure that we keep our costs down because uh, rather than all the food banks doing their own things and going through brokers, it just drives up the costs to produce.
0: It's at this time I want to take a, a bit of a, a break from our discussion to uh, ask you to tell people how they can donate because in talking to you, That's really uh, the cog that turns the motor are the donations uh, from people. So how would they donate to the food bank? Well, we make it easy. You can go on our website,
1: texas foodbank.org and there's a donate now button that's always present for you to, uh, to click on. We also, uh, you know, do a direct mail program. So if you get some of my mail in your box, uh, please respond to that.
0: Um, but if you go online, it's, it's real easy to do. In my younger years, uh, uh, I grew, I grew up for a long time in Dallas mm-hmm. and I worked for a man who had a company and, uh, he, uh, Asked that his employees on Friday afternoons uh, work for Meals on Wheels. And uh, as you described, uh, it was very concentrated, Mm -hmm. uh, very poverty-stricken area and uh, extremely rewarding mm-hmm. in, in, in doing that. Um, and uh, you, you just, this is so much bigger. I just can't even imagine the, the numbers you're talking about. So I'll, I'll get kind of picked up in the numbers, and I don't want to. Yeah, it gets uh, technical. Let's talk, well. It, it, let's it, talk about the people. Yeah, let's talk about the people. That's what I really want uh, yeah. to know about. Uh, so the <clears throat> the volunteers, What uh, how, would, how would I volunteer for the food? Bank? What does a volunteer look like? What does it take to volunteer? Well, we're all you have to do, again, is go onto the website and you can volunteer with clicking that
1: volunteer button and it makes it real easy. We've got uh, a, a software program that you can go on and schedule your time. And, and I think you can choose some of the, the uh, tasks that we, we have available. Um, most popular things are people like to pack rice and beans. You know, we buy uh, rice and beans and, and some commodities and uh, 2,000 pound bags, totes uh, that are on a pallet and they break them down into one pound bags. People enjoy doing that. They enjoy building boxes. You know, we we have um, backpacks that we uh, serve to kids during the weekends, okay. and uh, those are uh, those are little each little kits that have to be put together. They have probably no, are those given out through the. The schools? they're given out through the
0: schools. I'm yes. familiar with those. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with those. Uh, the, 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 mostly in elementary, right? In, mostly in, in elementary. In There's a
1: stigma attached to kids when they get into uh, middle school and high school. They yeah. don't want to be seen with that backpack. Uh, you know, it's 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 peer pressure that causes that. But um, yeah, we don't serve those directly to the kids. It's really peer, peer
0: pressure that hinders kindness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought?
1: Well, that's that's you know, childhood is. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. But uh, what a. Wonder wonderful program, though, because yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I saw it firsthand. Um, I think uh, maybe even at more middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw it at more middle school and then my son attended Caldwell mm-hmm. also. And it was a big thing at Caldwell. Yeah. A lot of food went out for the weekends. And I did not realize that these children, in some cases, right. don't eat over them. Right. <laughs> and the food bank. it's really the um,
1: those those meals are, are given out to families that are identified by the either the, the school nurses or the counselors that uh, see the kids that are most in need. And uh, they, they play a real big role there. But, you know, those programs fill gaps. You know, the weekend, uh, that's when kids are away from that national school lunch and breakfast program. And families rely on that, uh, you know, t- for their budget to, to get by. Now, the summer food program that we're launching here on Monday, uh, every year, we I think this is our 18th year for the summer food program. When school's out, we go into uh, parks, that are selected parks or elementary schools or libraries across the uh, service area and uh, provide breakfast and lunch for kids in those areas. No registration is required because, uh, you know, the sites that we select are are in areas of high need. So uh, that's to fill another gap there. One thing, Lonnie, that's going to become, I think, real important over the next few years is, as you see, there's a trend for a lot of school districts to move towards a four-day school week. And when kids are going to be out of that out of school for a Friday, uh, we're concerned about the, the um, that extra day that's going to be put on the families to provide meals for their kids. So uh, I know uh, in some of the big. St- big cities here in East Texas, like Tyler and, and Longview, they haven't uh, moved tor- towards that schedule. But some of those smaller school districts that are struggling, uh, you know, with costs or, or and and with the ability to have enough teachers are uh, moving towards that. So, and you know, we're concerned about uh, our families out there being able to make
0: ends meet. For the three days instead of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did want, I wanted to touch on the people, you wanted to touch on the people. But uh, b- before we get there, I did have one question uh, regarding nutrition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I've, uh, I'm an opponent of processed foods. I'm not high and mighty about it, but uh, I'm absolutely satisfied that processed Foods have played a role in the cause of dementia with our baby boomers. I'm hundred percent. You can someone can sit in front of me and tell me it has nothing to do with it all day long, yeah. and at this point in my life, I won't believe them. So, as far as nutritional value, um, what, what what kinds of you, you have produce? You have everything. Yeah. So, you do, do you do you have nutritionists on staff? We do. We have a, a nutrition education department, uh, a licensed
1: dietitian, and four nutritionists on our staff. That, uh, and they're, they're not all here in Tyler in our t- distribution area they're they're out in uh, I think ones in, in love uh in Nacogdoches, and then we have one up north, but they really travel throughout our service area, and they provide cooking classes and nutrition literacy classes. Uh, there's a class called Cooking Matters. It's an a eight-week program where we do a nutrition education session, and then they teach them how to cook with fresh product, because a lot of folks, you know, like you say, rely, and they, they think a tomato comes out of a can, which is not true. Uh, it gets there at some points, but, you know, and we rely on shelf-stable products. We do, uh, you know, especially at the food bank. But um, which, for
0: a, a novice, that would be uh, canned foods, cans, food. okay. right, cans right. and
1: uh, dry foods. Mm-hmm. But uh, we actually serve more than fifty percent of our foods are fresh fruits and vegetables. So that's what we're we're pushing towards. And we also uh, measure our foods. Our, our dietitian looks at everything that we bring into our, our warehouse, uh, you know, other than the food drives and stuff that we get in, in barrels, it's hard to, to go through that, which is a very small portion of our, our, um, food that comes in, but we measure foods and we determine we deem them foods to encourage, or they're just, they're not listed. Um, and I think we're, we're one of the leading food banks with, uh, uh, over 75% of the foods we distribute are called foods to encourage. And when we and we buy almost a quarter to uh, yeah twenty five percent of the foods that we distribute, and the foods that we buy, um, we really focus on low sodium, and making sure that they're the um, you know that they're they're wholesome and good foods for, for our families. How can we donate again, David? <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, I'm yeah, sorry. No, no I'm worries. Sorry, uh, it's uh, yeah. Just go to easttexasfoodbank.org and uh, hit that donate now button. Okay. And I'll be sending you some <clears throat> mail. <laughs> okay.
0: Good. And uh, Dennis, I'm I'm glad I flubbed your. Name because uh, for a few minutes I want to talk about you. Okay. Okay? So, how long have you been at the food bank?
1: I came in uh, March. First of twenty ten, so a little over thirteen years. A little over thirteen years, and you're about to wrap up your. I will be retiring tenure? at the end of next month, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really retiring. Uh, I'm going to try to find less to do. i The last few years have been really difficult uh, on for me personally. You know, we we've, we've been through the pandemic, which was. Um, you know, quite a scrape, especially in the the business of, of providing meals to people that needed more than ever. Um, my wife was, um, terminally ill for a few years and I had to care for her at the same time. And, and, uh, yeah. And we, you know, with all this growth that we've had, um, you know, I'm, I found a good, uh, you know, if you're in sports and you're, uh, I like to leave on a winning season. Go out season. on top. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, we're in great shape at the food bank. Um, you know, th- I, I had a great career w- in contract food service management uh, in sports and recreation, you know, stadiums and arenas, concessions and, and high volume. Like with Cisco or? No, I was with uh, a company called Center Plate. Okay. Uh, we competed with Aramark and other uh, okay. large companies like that. But uh, when I left that business. I volunteered, you know, in Southern California at a food bank and we were sorting foods in this little warehouse. And then it was Thanksgiving. And and then the garage doors came up and the lines of people that were out there and that we were handing. I I couldn't believe it. I just thought, oh my, I, I just, it blew me away. And they were all so kind and patient and thankful.
0: Filled your bucket.
1: It did because, you know, I was working at sports stadiums where guys were standing in line for $15 beers and, not happy these people were grateful and they needed it and it was just a different thing and I thought you know I could make a difference with the skills I have in uh, moving into the, to this field so uh, here I am and I wanted to find my way back to Texas you know for my wife and her, and her family and uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm so blessed that I was able to, to land here in Tyler and do this work.
0: Certainly seems like Tyler was blessed by your presence. I mean, <laughs> I know you. there's been uh, folks before you, and there'll be folks after you, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the food bank will continue. Um, it's larger than any one person. Yep. Um, but uh, it, it 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 just... It matters why people I, I want to give them a give our audience a sense of, you know, who volunteers, what, yeah. what they what they look like. And you were a guy just ready to kinda of shut it down and decide you wanted to do something worthwhile for the community, mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah,
1: and, I did I did a lot of different volunteer activities and food I've always fed people my whole life and this is the way I
0: could do that. <laughs> like uh, had people over? N- no, catering, concessions, oh, 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 restaurants. You, got you, got
1: you. I was a sous chef in hotels for you know when I was a, when I was younger. So I always enjoyed being around food and feeding people. And uh, this has been a way that you could do it in probably the most meaningful way you could ever, ever do it
0: what does the summer look like for you guys the rest of the summer
1: well we, like i would mentioned we have the summer food program starting up um you know uh, we're going to continue our mobile pantry programs we're some exciting growth that we have we, we opened our first branch operation down in lufkin a couple of years ago with the tll temple foundation it's called the deep east texas resource center the east texas food bank run pantry and and full service, uh, facility. We bought property in Longview that we're renovating. We'll open in, um, September, October. Uh, and then we've also got a property that we bought up in Texarkana, an old family dollar store that we're renovating for pantry and, and resource center as well. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're building one right here in Tyler. And you ask about these counties and where the, the needs, the highest, the percentages of percentages, but when it comes down to people, uh I was born in Bowie County. It's poor. I'm it's, sorry. It's very Bowie County's poor. It's very under-resourced. Sorry, Bowie. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Gregg County, Smith County, high population areas, even though we're right here, we have our biggest meal gap in Smith County. And we've got great organizations, great partners here. I know some of them are a little concerned about us bringing another Patreon like we are. But that's not the answer, you know, so we need to do more. How
0: are donations trending uh, post-pandemic? Um,
1: we've been very fortunate in that we've been able to hang on to a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the uptick in the trends. It's certainly not like it was in uh, 2020 or 2021 with some of the large grants that have come in. But, you know, uh, we were very fortunate. I think we did a really good job uh, publicity-wise in, in uh, you know, really accentuating the need and how we were filling that need and how our partners were meeting the needs in their communities. And so we had a nice spike in in general, uh, uh, participation, and we've been really working hard to try and make sure that we continue to express those needs to the general public, and and uh, it's been we've been holding our own, um, probably better than many other food banks. But you know what? That's that's a reflection of this community.
0: It is Tyler's a philanthropic community. Texas, uh, it's one thing I love yes. about the community when I discovered it in the '80s. It was a uh, it's a different community, mm-hmm. uh, water based, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of lakes. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of fun, but uh, I always. Uh, have noticed people care a lot, and and uh, regarding the pandemic, I think the uh, visualization of uh, during the pandemic of the food lines was uh, my first time that I really saw the, the the physical embodiment of need. You know, just people lined up forever and so the, it, it told me that there, there's a huge need and, yeah. and I, I know that I've uh, uh, asked you to be involved uh, I want you to know I'm uh, genuine when I say it's something I would like to be involved yeah. in in some way if I can help in any way I know just volunteering <clears> where uh, I can stuff boxes I know that. Uh, do you have people that deliver also? We do, and a lot of our pantries will, will uh, do direct
1: delivery. We're actually developing a lot of that. We had a, a program with DoorDash for a little while that uh, we're really trying to pilot and continue with. But, you know, you talk about that oh, need. Oh, my 19-year-old son's a fan of that business model. Yeah. You talk about the need. I remember going down to uh, to Lufkin when we were doing one of those big distributions, and I saw at the uh, Expo Center it. Uh, the mile, the uh the line to get in was a mile and a half long. Can you oh imagine my. that?
0: <laughs> with 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 that line in mind. Let's tell people one more time where they can donate. www.easttexasfoodbank.org. Dennis, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming in and, and talking with me. I wish you the best of luck no. in your second retirement, <laughs> well, I Thank guess. you. <laughs> and this time, maybe you can make it stick. I, that's another thing about East Texas. It, it seems that it's hard to retire here because yeah. there's always something good to, to take up your yeah. time. But thank you for um, all the generosity you've given the community over the years. And thank you to the East Texas Food Bank. And uh, I, I hope you just have a fabulous week ahead. Well, thank you, Lonnie. I'll be uh, volunteering and doing some,
1: some work with some of my favorite organizations here in, in East Texas after I retire. So I'll, I'm looking forward to it.
0: In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the team sports radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.